0: You're listening to the Berkeley Technology Law Journal podcast. I'm Dan Noel. Here are some recent headlines about what's happening this week in tech law. Today, I'll be discussing heightened digital privacy concerns arising from the way we now live during the COVID 19 pandemic. I'll look specifically at the huge increase in use of video conferencing software and how the legal community and law enforcement agencies have responded. The COVID-19 pandemic has reshaped how we interact with the world and each other. Social distancing guidelines and shelter in place orders have isolated us from work, school, and our social circles. As humans are forced to find technology-mediated ways to interact with one another, one company's software has seen its usage escalate dramatically. And with that growth has come high levels of scrutiny. The video conferencing application Zoom has become the medium of choice for schools, workplaces, Digital Happy Hours, and even the Cabinet of the United Kingdom. According to TechCrunch, Zoom was the most downloaded app worldwide in both February and March. The New York Times reports that unlike most of the stock market, Zoom's share price has more than doubled in 2020. However, Zoom's meteoric rise has also brought about concerns about the company's ability to ensure the privacy and security of its users. News reports abound of video conferences being Zoom-bombed, where an uninvited user gains access to a Zoom conference and disrupts it. Disruptions have ranged from the screen sharing of pornographic images by intruders to the spewing of hate speech. On March 30th, the New York Attorney General sent a letter to Zoom asking for information on whether and how the company has addressed security concerns that have arisen due to its increase in popularity. The letter did not mention any legal action being taken or considered by the AG's office, and it acknowledged the utility of the software. But it did express concern about how Zoom was handling these issues. An April 3rd letter to Zoom from 19 members of Congress expressed similar concern. Also on March 30th, the FBI issued a warning about Zoom conferences. The FBI's Boston field office warned of nationwide reports of video conference hijacking, citing specific incidents of harassment over Zoom in Massachusetts schools. The FBI warning offered recommendations for user safety, including instructions to update Zoom software and refrain from sharing links to meetings via social media. Since then, authorities in Michigan and Pennsylvania have issued not just warnings about Zoom bombing, but promises to prosecute such disruptive behavior. Matthew Schneider, United States Attorney for Eastern Michigan said, you think Zoom bombing is funny? Let's see how funny it is after you get arrested. Zoom has also come under scrutiny for how it shares its data. On March 27th, Zoom acknowledged that it inadvertently shared user data with Facebook through its iPhone app. The New York Times also reported that a premium Zoom feature called the LinkedIn Sales Navigator would display information from the LinkedIn accounts of other participants without their knowledge. In addition, the Washington Post reports that thousands of personal videos recorded on Zoom were stored in cloud storage space online, accessible without a password. These were videos recorded and stored by participants but because Zoom used a consistent sequence to name its files, the videos were easily searchable by experts. A privacy expert quoted by the Post said one search yielded over 15,000 results. Videos using the same naming sequence had also been posted to YouTube and Vimeo. According to Law 360, Zoom's data-sharing practices are now the subject of at least two putative class-action lawsuits in the Northern District of California. Those lawsuits include claims under the new California Consumer Privacy Act. Both allege that Zoom failed to meet the CCPA's requirement that companies inform consumers of how their data is collected and how it will be used. The CCPA does include a limited private right of action, but it also requires that consumers provide businesses 30 days to fix alleged violations before commencing actions against them. Observers say the suit may serve as a barometer for how federal courts will interpret and enforce the new law. Zoom has taken several steps to address concerns over how it manages user privacy. The company halted the sharing of user data with Facebook and permanently removed the LinkedIn Sales Navigator feature. It also acknowledged that it did not employ the level of encryption it had advertised and updated its privacy policy. In an April 1st blog post to Zoom's website, CEO Eric Yuan stated that Zoom would freeze development of new features in order to concentrate on privacy and security. In the post. UN apologized to Zoom users. Quote, We recognize that we have fallen short of the community's and our own privacy and security expectations. For that, I am deeply sorry. Unquote. For some, however, Zoom's actions may be too little, too late. Law 360 reports that on April 6th, the New York City Department of Education announced that New York City schools would no longer use Zoom for remote learning. Considering the firestorm Zoom has found itself in, It seems likely that New York City schools may not be the last to move away from the platform. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was brought to you by Alan Holder and the members of the podcast team at the Berkeley Technology Law Journal. This episode was written and produced by me, Dan Noel, with distractions from my puppy, Socha. We are committed to bringing you interesting news and conversations involving the intersection of technology and the law. If you enjoyed our podcast please support us by subscribing and rating us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you found our podcast so we can reach other listeners if you have any questions comments or suggestions write us at btljpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com the information presented is not legal advice and may not be up to date this podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only don't get legal advice from a podcast talk to a lawyer Good girl. Where's the howl for mama? (laughs) Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is.